Welcome to the One O'ahu Podcast. I'm Brandi Higa, and today is Thursday, May 25th, 2023. And joining us this week is Linda Santos, Zoo Director for the Honolulu Zoo. Linda, thanks so much for making time. Oh, thanks for having me. You know, something really exciting came out of the zoo earlier this month, and it's like you can't go anywhere without people asking you about it. The newest addition to your Honolulu Zoo are baby rhino. Tell us a little bit about the baby. So the baby rhino is very exciting news. It's actually the first rhino birth that we've had here at the Honolulu Zoo, and it's an endangered species. So we're really excited to be a part of um, sustaining that population of rhinos. And um, who doesn't like the chubby unicorn? (laughs) It's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, just your reaction when this did happen, because I know that while this is a zoo and we do care for them, there's a little bit about education as well. Um, And not a lot of people know how animals come to be in the zoo. So tell us a little bit about what this means for you as a zoo director to see this happen. Yeah, we're very excited because, you know, to get these animals over to the zoo, it takes a lot of coordination. Um, You know, it's a lot of hard work for our staff and to maintain their habitats and um, just to keep them happy in in their environment takes a lot of work from our staff. But flying the mega mammals is a really big chore. And um, we were very gracious to partner with Pacific Air Cargo and they were able to fly those rhinos in for us pro bono. So we're very happy to have them as our partner. Uh, so this new baby, does this baby have a name yet? Baby does not have a name yet. We do know it's a little boy, so we will um, then do a naming contest, and we'll put that out soon for people to vote on a name. Is he showing any kind of characteristics that would help people decide what this baby should be named? Yes, um, he's getting quite active now and starting to run around and very inquisitive. Um, and he's trying to like pick at the brows that we put out and learning how to use his um, lip because they do have that prehensile lip so it's a little challenging for him he was shoveling the floor trying to pick up a leaf so it's <laughs> kind of funny watching him um, just uh, using his tools with his mouth and learning how to pick up things and it's just really fun to watch so based off of that, if you had to give your choice for a name for the public to decide on, what, what would you name him? I have no idea. I haven't even really looked into like what we would name him. Um, I'd have to really sit down and go through some names and pick something that I think would best fit him and his species that he's going to represent for the future. Uh, how, how big is he right now? How much does he weigh? Um, He was 50 pounds. I don't think we weighed him recently. They were going to try and get another weight on him, but I'm assuming he's heavier than that now. I'm guessing closer to 70. We also have a new addition in the form of a lion. Can you tell us a little bit about him and how he came to call Oahu home? Yeah, so we work with the Species Survival Plan, and they've identified a male to send to the Honolulu Zoo, and um, he's coming from another zoo on the mainland, and um, 
He hopefully will be friends with the female that we currently have, Moxie. Um, Moxie is not a breeder, so we're hoping in the future we'll be able to get a female identified for this male and hopefully breed lions. If I'm remembering correctly, though, we've had luck with that in the past. We had some babies in the past yes. in the lion exhibit. We had three um, offspring from Moxie and Ikundu, our previous male. Uh, let's let's move on to, to the giraffes. Um, there was some news recently that Squirt, our former zoo mayor, is that correct? That's correct. Uh, had, had some had some hoof work done. Yes. What did that entail? That entailed a lot of coordination and bringing in some specialists. As giraffe get older, they tend to get arthritic, and Squirt has reached a stage in his life where he's having some. Um, problems with his feet so we wanted to ensure that if we were going to do a workup on him that we had the appropriate team here and staff to be able to um, check out his feet get some x-rays um, you know we brought in a farrier and a veterinarian that specializes in giraffe anesthesia and sedation which is really tricky because of the long neck that right, they have yeah. And um, we had a whole slew of people helping us because a giraffe weighs an adult male. He weighs 2,000 pounds. And so if we had to move him around to position him correctly, it took all those people to move him around. And we were able to um, do some hoof work on him and get him some new shoes on to relieve his arthritic pain. We also did some stem cells that were put into his um, feet and his body to hopefully relieve his arthritis a little more and make him more comfortable because he is an older male and um, it took a whole team and he we were so happy when um, to see him wake up from anesthesia and stand uh, it's always tricky when you knock down a huge animal like that with anesthesia. There's always a risk. So we're very happy that um, he's up and about and back out on exhibit with his gang. Yeah, you did say older. How, how old is Squirt and why was something like this necessary? Squirt is 23 years old, going to be 24. And um, it's necessary to maintain the feet. And um, sometimes when they're older and they have arthritis, their pronation changes in how you walk. Mm -hmm. So when just taking down the hoofs in a different angle to kind of relieve pressure off a certain joint um, really helps with the inflammation and relieving um, that pain from arthritis. While the team was here, that, that massive team, were there any other animals they looked at? Any kind of work done for the other ones? Yeah, so since we had the team here, we have an elderly zebra, which is Squirt's best friend. <laughs> His name is Mr. Z. So um, he also, the next day, we were able to anesthetize him and do his hoofs and um, give him a welfare check. And he um, did very well uh, for his age. He's in really good shape and he's back out with Squirt as well. So the two old guys are best friends? The yes. Zebra and the okay. Inseparable best friends. <laughs> you know, while we're on medicine, it's, it's really unfortunate, but us as humans, you're seeing it more and more. COVID is still going around. 
when it comes to these animals, what's being done now to continue to protect them? So um, we were very fortunate to get the Zoetis um, company to give us the COVID, SARS-CoV-2 vaccination, um, which is still a trial vaccination, but it has helped zoo animals, especially high-risk animals as cats and non-human primates. So we started that vaccination process of making sure that we were able to get um, on priority vaccinated the high-risk animals. And then as we do annual workups on our other animals, we will then also vaccinate them with the SARS-CoV-2. And um, a lot of our animals are participants in their vaccines. So they train. They train to... Um, accept an injection. Um, our staff works with them so that they build a lot of trust. And when they're ready, they present the appropriate body part and then we can give them their vaccination. That's really impressive. Yes. So which ones are more inclined to, I guess, be accepting of, of vaccines or, or medical treatment or allow the staff to kind of check them out a little more intensely? So um, a lot of all our cats um, are pretty much trained to accept oh, wow. vaccines or to get on a scale uh -huh, so we can uh -huh. get a weight. Um, the giraffe uh, squirt uh, allows us to poo blood and um, take vaccines uh, like the zebra. Um, a lot of the non-human primates like baboons, mm -hmm. uh, chimps, orangutan, they all get trained and present body parts for vaccinations. That's impressive. It's like better than children. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of children, a lot of kids grow up loving animals, even adults. I, I love animals. But this position you're in, is this something you always knew you wanted to do? Um, no, I, I knew I liked animals and I was very curious growing up, um, more so than the normal kid I guess because it wasn't just about having them as a pet it was um, kind of trying to figure out how they worked you know <laughs> and if that makes sense and um, so I was very curious and I'd play with weird things like geckos and centipedes and when I got here, the bird outside seemingly was waiting for you. <laughs> so Red's my rehab cardinal. <laughs> oh, that's Red out there? Yeah. And he just kind of hangs out now that um, he knows it's a safe place, I guess. <laughs> How long have you been doing this? Um, I've been at the zoo since 1986. So it's about 37 years, going, going on 37 years. And birds are kind of your jam, right? Yeah, I started, started out. Um, working with birds, um, did some work with native species and other birds. There's a measure moving through city council that I wanted to ask you about um, to increase admission to the zoo. I understand that leadership took kind of a big picture look, compared us to zoos in other municipalities um, in other states. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about that current proposal? Sure. So we're looking at raising the zoo fees and not significantly, just $2, which is really a small amount, but it'll help benefit the zoo by creating more revenue and so that we can do bigger and better things. Um, so it's, it's not, you know, with the rising cost of everything, um, it's something that we hate doing, but 
it's a need for us to continue to grow and provide um, you know things for our animals here at the zoo yeah i imagine running this campus takes a lot about how many people do you oversee how many people are employed here um, we have a total, including, because we have animal staff, admin staff, yeah. you know, front office staff, uh, grounds, and it's about 80-something people, wow. 86, somewhere around there, total. Is it a 24-7 operation? Because I'd imagine when you're dealing with live animals, this isn't a normal. Yeah, um, there's a group of us that are on call. 24 7 but we do have a a evening shift that brings in the animals and feeds them their dinner their medications and make sure everything is okay overnight the zoo looks a lot different than when i was a kid i remember coming here but something that i know is coming back um the priest building that that the opening uh, slant. <laughs> I call it a slant because it, it all, they all kind of have the same design structure. Um, but what's the latest with, with that and other projects that are happening here at the zoo? So the price building um, was our old front entrance and that's deemed a historical building now um, designed by an Austrian architect named Alfred Price and he also designed the Arizona Memorial so the roof shape has that similarity mm-hmm. in, in visual. Um, and so we're repurposing that building, remodeled it, and so inside there'll be some public restrooms because that's one of the first questions we get asked when people come in is where's the nearest restroom? So now it'll be closer to the entrance. We also have our cashier's offices in there where they can do their paperwork as well as the other half on the Diamond Head Wing will be a education or meeting room. And then we also squeezed in a rehabilitation room to intake wildlife um, because we do participate in um, the Manu Oku rehabilitation program, which is the white turn, and also to help with the seabird fallout season, which comes around October every year. Um, mainly shearwaters and juvenile shearwaters that get disoriented by lights and stuff. Is there anything else going on on this campus, other work that's being done that you want to talk about? We've always got a lot of projects going on. Our bird building um, is one of the projects um, that will replace an antiquated bird, like the hub, the main building for all the birds in the zoo. And, you know, that's where they do their incubation, hand-rearing records, where birds um, that are reared, that are not ready to go out on exhibit, or elderly birds that come in for treatment um, are all housed in the bird building. Um, And so that's what that building will be rebuilt. We're also doing a water system upgrade which will help us greatly to replace our aging infrastructure. So um, that project will also be taking place this summer. Um, And for those who haven't been to the zoo in a few years, there's also something different over at the concession. So Kapuhulu Market is where people can now go and grind. Um, Tell us us about that feature. So Kapuhulu Market is the concession that just was rehabilitated. We took it down to the ground and rebuilt it, and so it's a brand new food facility, and they have some amazing menu items, even for the people who do not like meat. Yes, that's right. (laughs) There's some vegetarian options, and so, yeah, great grinds. 
and summer is coming up kids are about to be out of school what's new at the zoo for summertime um well we have kids camp running from may 30th into august and the camps fill up so quickly um, we wish we had a bigger space but um, you know we only can take so many kids mm -hmm. so it fills up really fast i guess programs like that is a real big hit and a need in, yeah. in the state um, so we're real excited the kids will have a great time here at the zoo at the kids camp i don't take part in kids camp but something i do enjoy is the, is the concert series is that returning Yes, we, we normally do the summer concert series and they're working on planning that out right now. I think it'll take place sometime in July. And the Zoo Gala um, recently went on, I believe that was last, last month. How did that go this year? So it's been held at the zoo for the first time in a very long time. <laughs> and we were very proud to bring it back to the zoo. We did it on our stage lawn under the tent. It was great weather for us so we were very appreciative that it didn't rain and um, we had some great entertainment we had Amy Hanaya Lee um, sing uh, there was great food put on by Chef Chai and Augie um, was the auctioneer and we had a great auction sale on the silent auction and online people could um, purchase some animal art the animals were busy <laughs> with their footprints or actual painting what else is going on at the zoo this summer so there's always the twilight tours that take place on saturday evenings and it's when the zoo is closed and it's sort of calm and cooled down and then you get a guided tour throughout the zoo it's really um, a popular event and if you're going to a go to one of those, I suggest you jump on the website and mm -hmm. book early because those fill up quickly as well. So you can book it through the HonoluluZoo.org website. Our education team working with the Honolulu Zoological Society does a really good job with the programs. And, um, you know, like they, a lot of them put together the gala and uh, they had a really great um, outpouring at those events and you know the board worked really hard to get it back in the zoo and it was really successful what are those twilight tours like because i've never been to the zoo at night what are the animals more active are they more verbal what are those tours like i th i think it's a popular time because it's cooled down um, and the animals tend to come out when it's cooler and they're walking around and and some of them are waiting because they know pretty soon it's going to be dinner time and yeah. they're going to get a meal. So, you know, they're out and they're active. They're getting their last bit of exercise in. So I think you'll see a lot of things where maybe if you come during the heat of the day, you miss things because they're mm -hmm. hiding in the shade. And what's your favorite animal here at the Honolulu? That's Zoo? a hard one. Everyone <laughs> always asks me, what's your favorite animal? And it's like asking me, what's your favorite child? <laughs> um, that's really hard. But I, I really do like hornbills. Um, you know, that's one of my favorite animals. But I also like other things, you know, elephants. And those are something I'm really passionate about. Uh, I've seen the African hornbill. 
what why is that your favorite animal they don't do much <laughs> because their hornbills are long-lived and they're super intelligent oh, okay uh, and so um you know yeah they're very personable and very intelligent animals and, and at, we have one here named abby and he's He's in his 60s, um, so that's, <laughs> they are very long-lived birds. <laughs> What's the most popular animal here at the zoo? Um, I think the most popular animals are normally things like elephants, giraffe, uh, rhino. I think it's the big five, you know, mm -hmm. if you mention that. But um, certain people have their favorite animals, and they come just to see those animals. Like it could be the lemurs or... Um, rusty and violet the orangutans have a following and you know sloth people are like just crazy over the sloths and um, yeah there's a lot of different animals fennec fox is a popular plushie that people buy in the gift shop so it just depends on the preference I guess um, what about the animals which animals are most prone to kind of interact with the humans. I remember growing up, there was this white bird that used to chase. If you run along the fence, it'll chase you. Um, and then sometimes the um, chimps would, would you know be very attentive um, at the glass. But what kind of animals are the most, I guess, reactive or, or enjoy the humans as much as the humans enjoy them? I, I think orangutan, you know, they're very curious and very highly intelligent. So a lot of times they'll come up to the glass and um, want to interact with people or see what they have. And, <laughs> um, you know, Violet and Rusty, they like music. They, they like to when people talk to them. So I think they really enjoy those kinds of things. What, what kind of music do they listen to? All kinds of music. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Linda, so much for your time. Is there anything we missed? So, yeah, there's a... Um, promotion coming out and it it'll go run till june 30th and so if you download the zippies app on your phone and you show it at the front gate you can get a child in for free oh. so if yeah a comma in a child with a paying adult so say you have a family of four and two of them are children one of those children get in for free with your zippies app all right, next stop, Ziffy. Thank you, Linda. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. And if you have a question for Linda, the mayor, or any of the departments here in the city and county of Honolulu, you can submit your podcast questions by heading to oneoahu.org slash podcast. Uh, next week's episode, will be back with Mayor Rick Blangiardi. And coming up tonight, our final Town Hall Thursday for this round of meetings. Tonight, we'll be at Pearl Harbor Elementary at 6 p.m. to hear directly from residents in Pearl City, Waimalu, Aiea, and Salt Lake. That's tonight at Pearl Harbor Elementary at 6 p.m. We hope to see you there, and I'll hope you tune in next time to the One Oahu Podcast. Until then, aloha.